0: And welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, self-discovery, awareness and awakening, self-reliant research, the freedom to express and experience, a belief in faith, and the proliferation of insightful, constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C, bringing you this podcast from the awakened, haha, happy (laughs) 4th, US of America, and I am very joyous and grateful to bring this podcast number episode, episode number 70, and as I stated in that quick little, um, I guess addendum to the intro, it is the 4th of July, and there are a few things that I wanted to discuss Uh, significantly, though we will probably talk just briefly about today's importance. Um, I was going to podcast the other day about... solar eclipse that just transpired and i decided well since we have mercury retrograde coming up lo and behold three days after the eclipse or rather five days after the eclipse three days from uh, the fourth of july and then we had the fourth of july event coming up for this country of america why not kind of just put them all together so we're at the end of the day of the fourth And I realize this is not going to come out on the 4th. I mean, it may very well, however... It will be available first thing in the morning (laughs) for anyone who cares to listen. And so, um, today we will be talking about uh, the solar eclipse, the new moon, and mercury retrograde and how they can correlate or how we can understand their influence and the energy that they bring to us as human beings and to our planet as a living creature it's a living sentient being um, how we can understand those energies so that way we can better interpret them and discern exactly how we can utilize that to help benefit the fluidity of our existence and of our co-creation and of our um, ability to harmonize with each other, with those around us. And when that happens, you will find that most circumstances will fall into place, usually when you have it down they fall into place seamlessly. Um, But first, we are going to talk real quickly about today's celebration. Now, because of the way I was raised, I have not paid attention to a lot of things politically. I believe this is a benefit for myself because I do not have any kind of um, emotional tie or any kind of um, any kind of weight towards politics or governing or anything of that nature. Now, I do believe that it is important. However, I am probably one of the few who can actually take an objective step back and look at exactly what is going on when certain things take place and when certain decisions are made on our behalf. I don't have that um, attachment. That's the word I was looking for. I don't have an attachment to a belief when it comes to that. So I can be objective when I look at what's going on uh, politically and I bring up politics because that is exactly what kind of reigns over the idea of our country's birthday. You know, um, we have Very, very significant documents that protect the people of this country. And I don't believe, not to say that it's not possible, but I don't believe that people of the planet have a complete understanding of exactly how important and significant the Constitution is to this country and I'm gonna take it into esoteric realms as well so please bear with me as I go through this because this is kind of a free will rant, if you will. I don't have anything written down, I'm speaking to you from my heart just based on some of the things that I've seen, some of the things that I've engaged in, which I have to say, from a political standpoint, if I've engaged in anything, it's only been of my choice. Nothing has been um, pushed, prodded, poked, or placed in my face, in my way, and I believe that the information that I have come to discern and digest is appropriate for what it is because coming from that realm of non-attachment and that realm of objectivity coupled with the idea that I am a practitioner of energy which means that I have trained myself to listen to basically my gut instinct so when and it's the same thing like when i go through information when i want to talk about a podcast like the uh, a topic on a podcast like the eclipse or like um you know mercury retrograde or if we want to get into numerology or if we even want to get into some of the very scientific things like the 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 systems of our body or uh, or you know, a, a hot topic would probably be things like vaccinations and GMOs and um, uh, pharmaceuticals, because that is coming. You just wait until September. Home, <laughs> oh, man, Daddy's gonna raise some hey, happiness. <laughs> anyway, so like, um, when I listen to what's being said in that realm, in that scope when we're talking about geopolitics and things like that. Like, I am able to discern what the intent is of the group or the individual who are making these decisions. Now, I'm not saying that it's 100% right at the moment. And I say at the moment because we are in a realm of energy where it has the potential to be 100%. we'll probably talk about that in another podcast, but it boils down to honesty. It boils down to people being honest with each other in order to find the right discernment in the information that is is culled and cultivated. So, um, So the Constitution. Um... I've likened it to, for example, a document as sacred as the Ten Commandments. Because on this planet, it is by far, aside from some of the ratifications, and I am not a, a studied constitutionalist. I, I, my faith lies in the document and knowing the intent why it was written and a lot of people don't know its purpose and that is by design and we'll talk about that in a second so the Constitution I've likened it to like the Ten Commandments okay it's like our modern day version of the Ten Commandments instead of saying thou shalt not it just says you know it just it just basically states our inalienable rights okay and and it was written in a moment of inspiration, I believe, just as the Ten Commandments were. now I've gotten to a small conversation about this with elder father, and he had to point out that the Constitution was probably written in a pub, and um yeah, you know and and he I guess what he was trying to say is like if maybe there was an influence or you know it's the word of man and blah 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 and i kept thinking well like wasn't that what the bible was wasn't that what the 10 commandments were like it was inspired by god through man and god is the higher version of what we are that's why religions for the better part of their message are trying to teach us to emulate these qualities now where religion falls short is they turn around and they slap punishment and sin for not doing it but let me tell you this just to quickly get off track but uh, we will we will get off the derailment and go back onto the track but um, I had to say the other day my God is a God of love my God does not give a human being free will and then turn around and punish them for exercising that free will. That is like a catch twenty, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's 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 saying it's dangling a carrot and then grabbing it right before you get it, you know, right when you're within reach. So we have to refigure that as a human race because sin is actually learning, okay? Um We don't learn and evolve and grow into a ascended, wiser being, entity, sentient being without the opportunity to see why we make certain decisions. And when we make a mistake or quote-unquote a sin, we are afforded that opportunity. We are able to appreciate why it is that we are going to make the appropriate decision. And that becomes knowledge. And when we apply what we learn in that knowledge, that becomes wisdom. So that is where I feel religion has gone. And there are other things that probably... um, correlate with that as far as why humanity was taken down that path because it's true when elder father said you know um but man wrote it you know and and um, like i said my reaction response was that you know well you know man did write the bible And, you know, well, it was inspired by God, son. And, you know, it's just like, well, you know, well, how how is it the Constitution couldn't be inspired by God? You know, like, um, just because it wasn't in a church or didn't come from some, from what we would consider like a modern, like a a prophet. Um, Over the years, the Bible was also ripped apart and then reconfigured to someone's benefit. And it wasn't the benefit of the greater people. So I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. so what we have going on with the Constitution, it's a living document. So, what that means is, it doesn't mean it's a living document so we can change it. It means it's a living document so it evolves. So, for example, let's just take the Second Amendment as an example. Okay, there is an argument that back when the Constitution was written, there weren't military-style guns or anything like you have nowadays, right? They had, what, muskets, if not less? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Shows what I know about my history, right? And so... But what what it was saying was, like, as humanity evolves and technology evolves, you have to... it has to be relative, okay? Like, we're not gonna give or allow the everyday family to have a machine gun. But relatively speaking, you know, they had weapons or guns back then that the people were able to utilize not only to protect themselves, but to protect the sanctity of the Constitution. And there was a reason for that, okay? so that is just one example of, of how it needs to be considered a living document. Again, it doesn't mean to change it. It doesn't mean that, the you know, the founding fathers didn't know what they were saying. They knew full well what they were saying when they wrote that. They made sure that the people of this country would have the right to be happy and joyous and fulfilled and secure. And the reason why those things are important is because when an individual on an emotional level has those things, they become compassionate. They become giving. They become empathetic because they do not have the emotion of worry or fear or even guilt playing them along the way. There's no competition, okay, and I, this has to be taken from a spiritual standpoint because what what is going to be found out is that when we talk about spirituality and esoteric ideas, we're really talking about emotions and mental states of being, okay? That's how they relate, that's how they correlate, okay? It's one and the same. So the Founding Fathers knew this. They knew that if a group of people were able to have this kind of security, there would be prosperity. And when there's prosperity, there's charity. And, and I'm just going to take a quick segue to the idea of the migration and everything that's going on in that regard. Um, America is set up to be a charitable country. However, when the citizens of the country cannot be prosperous They cannot be charitable. So I'm all for migration and immigrants coming into this country. But if we cannot take care of our own citizens, then how can we be expected to be charitable and welcoming to people who haven't attained that understanding because it means something to become a citizen of this country you know and and uh, there's a lot more to it though like i I just i'm thinking like on an energetic level right so i uh, growing up i always thought like the people of europe and asia and and on that side of the pond um had this very, uh, I'm gonna say like poor outlook or bad taste in their mouth when they thought about Americans. Even to the point that growing up and being in the tourism industry, I would make it a point to strike up conversations with people who were visiting us from outside of the country. And I actually, to a degree, tend I used to see more eye to eye, or at least maybe I had more uh, of an understanding of what these people felt or thought. Um, Because I saw it, okay, but that is not the fault of the American citizens. The system is designed that way, okay? So what I learned after stepping back was that when I thought about the energy of this planet and and I thought about where on this planet civilizations have had the longest run and I thought about how Through that course of time, there were certain experiences and engagements that took place where humanity was quite brutal to itself, right? Um, And in that growth and in that destruction, groups of humans have had to fight for what they believe in. Uh, You could see what was going on with the the yellow vests over there in in Europe. Um, So they looked at Americans and they said, your government is doing this and you're letting them. But it wasn't that we were letting them. It's that we were being told something completely different from what they were actually doing. And you guys will find out about all of this in time to come and it's probably going to come very soon um, because the one thing that I've realized right now is that a lot of people are waking up to exactly what's going on I think the, the next few things that are going to happen um, healthcare and the pharmaceutical industry will be the next to change And then following that will be the tax structure. And I believe the Federal Reserve, the income tax, and the IRS will be absolved. Um, That needs to happen. Or it needs to... Well, no. It it needs to happen. There's no need for the income tax. That is a tax on our, our work. That's a tax on the income that we make. They're basically taxing us to breathe. How can we expect to pay bills and to make a living for ourselves and to be prosperous if they're putting a tax on the money that we make? That tax does not take care of roads, hospitals, schools, or anything. Now as a matter of fact, I think like sometime between 2009 and 2014, someone had Like looked at the income tax, annual income tax, and the um, and the war budget, and I think it was almost identical. So that's just to speculate on where that money may be going. Um, But I mean, those are things that we have to stop and consider. So, and again, it's by design. So I don't want an American to hear this and feel bad. You know, I don't want someone or to be angry even at that. I mean, I guess anger is, it can be a very useful tool. It it does serve to be a catalyst for change for a lot of people. Um, I would call that a purge. Um, Purging something out. Sadness, anger, frustration, you know. um, If you're like me, it comes in the form of a headache or of like a really off weekend. Uh... And uh... I guess I just don't feel anger anymore. I mean I think the closest I've felt to it has been dealing with things like the medical industry industry um, and the pharmaceutical industry. Um... Which I have had something to say about in the past and I am going to go at it again. And that'll be in September. Um, Or working that way and we're getting close. So anyways, I think that's where my fire ignites. Um, But from a political standpoint, I completely understand, you know. Um, So one of the reasons why I feel like this country is important. And this is not downplaying any race, any country or any people on this planet because there's actually another continent that is going to follow behind us as the new world power and i mean and when i say new world power i don't mean like ooh you know like they're going to be the new government i just mean as the new um center of humanity and i'll get to that in just a second because of all of the turmoil and destruction and angst that has gone on in the development of our our human civilization this go-around. Um, from an energetic standpoint, you have all of these lower energies that need to be purged from Europe, you know, from Asia. Like, I mean, when you consider the horror of something like the Holocaust happening. I mean, not only did you have a mass of humans emitting fear and suffering, you know, but you had people who were attached to those individuals. So what I'm saying is like, when you think about humanity, from an energetic standpoint, you have to look at it almost like a blanket. So when a group of people are feeling the same thing, they kind of blanket the land with that energy, with that emotion. Okay, so fast forward to America. What we have here (laughs) is we're purging the atrocities that we caused on our own land, okay? We stole the land. It wasn't rightfully ours. And But then again, that was also by design. So the people who were coming here and who were um, settling the land, they were told through another means, through a form of propaganda, that what they were doing was right. And I am not condoning you know, destroying sacred land, or... I guess... I just had, like, this feeling, um... I'm not condoning ripping away a sacred people from this land. Because the people that were on this continent prior to its development, they had a very, very fine-tuned and very cohesive, symbiotic relationship with the land. And we kind of just came in and tore it all to shreds. Um, so when you... but But... but <laughs> when you look at the two degrees of energies and again, not to take away from anybody's experience, I'm just trying to make this relatable. When we consider energy en mass through humans like a blanket. You kind of have like a mattress thrown on the continents on the other side of the pond versus like a comforter thrown on this continent. Um, there wasn't a prolonged period of time to sustain or to um, culminate that lower energy. I mean, we're going thousands of years over there in Europe, and the Middle East, and Asia. Whereas, I mean, over here on the North American and South American continent, there could have been things going on. But we we don't know all of that story yet. We just know what we know based on ruins and artifacts and things of that nature. And then, of course, second-hand, third-hand, and fourth-hand experience based on whoever was here when they settled, you know, so generationally speaking. Um, so right now, we're kind of in a good spot in the sense that we don't have a lot of energy to purge. And on that note, now that Americans have woken up, the um, unrest that you see, the infighting and disputes that you see, that's all part of the purging. So I i know people who think like, oh, there is going to be a war and oh, this is going to happen. Oh, and I don't know if this is going to happen. I can't see And you know, I'm just going to say it like, that is your reality. You know, if, if <laughs> I, I just have too much faith in knowing that humanity has ascended past the point where destruction and selfishness is gonna be a dominant, like, um, qual- that's not, not quality, but like a dominant factor in our lives. I think seeing what's going on, for example, with like the migration is, um, I think it's enough for people to get upset because they know we, we know we can't be charitable but then at the same time we see what's happening to this life that's coming to our country. So we're kind of standing on a fence right now. You know, we want to be compassionate and we want to be charitable but we're upset because we're not put in the position well, I'm going to say we but I mean um, we're not put in a position where we can uphold that natural inclination. Um, So, I said in a prior podcast that another reason why I believe this country is important and sacred is because this is a country that allows the freedom of expression and thought and people like myself m- may not be able to say things like I do people who are activists who are literally out there who are in politics would not be able to say what they do people with my lifestyle and certain genders may not be able to say and exist the way that they do. So that document was an all-around protection to make sure that there would be a base of humans who could cultivate and blanket positive energy. Because even though we, I anyways, uh, because I can't speak for certain people who are just very passionately active in some politics um, I for example um, respectfully exercise that right I, I, I'm I'm, not an activist in that regard I'm a pacifist peacifist, prayerist spiritualist um, so what I do for the people who are out there actually feeling the anger that becomes the catalyst for change, I'm standing behind the wings and I'm praying that their message gets out, that it happens fluidly, that it's met with as little obstruction is possible the obstruction that does happen happens to be it happens because it's a benchmark it happens because it's the only if it didn't happen people wouldn't know something was going on so when someone is in that realm where they feel like they have a lot of things coming against them just know that you're gonna get through it. If if there is good intent, it's going to be the, the champion. Selfless intent will always be the champion because when humanity on an emotional, mental, and spiritual level carries the same feeling, vibe, thought, and it's a positive one, other people feel it. And um, I know there are some ugly things that are coming out right now. Uh, And there are going to be a few more things that will come out that will probably shock people. It'll probably... It, it, it may make another wave of people exit this planet and and uh, i mean did you notice how many celebrities have died like i think i was talking to my um one of my coworkers, and it was in june i was like oh wow it's already over 100 like i i don't maybe i just didn't pay attention but like it's just it's it was just just something that randomly popped up and I'm not saying like oh it's, it's celebrities because I mean I'm just talking about like kind of like it showed me a benchmark. I thought like if that many people of a certain status are exiting the planet, how many more are going as well? And and that all has to do with energy because there's This is all quantumly considered, okay? I don't have instruments in my apartment. I don't, I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm a spiritualist. So what I'm feeling is this higher raise in, when I say vibration and energy, I'm talking about emotions. I'm talking about like, and it does have a lot to do with what you think, what an individual thinks and believes. I saw, And it's so funny that I saw today, I saw this on YouTube. It was this guy who, I guess he's like a spiritualist as well. Um, and it's okay that he posted this. I didn't watch the video because I already knew it was something that I wouldn't need to see when I read the title. Um but he posted a video and it said i'm sorry but your beliefs do not create reality and the first thing that i thought was but if you don't believe in something you're not inspired to act on it so yeah they do create reality i mean uh it's like i say i say to people thoughts are the creation words are the driver. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, that's basically saying faith without works is useless. I mean, hello. Uh, So yes, you have to believe that things will get better in order to act on it. So yes, beliefs do change reality. (laughs) Be the change you want to see. Hello. (laughs) So anyways, um, so back to uh, people like it, 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 in this regard I think the fact that there is unrest in our country um is also going to be an eye opener for the rest of the world it's kind of like saying now that America has caught up we know there's going to be real change and there is real change it's happening it's already it's already been underway everybody you guys i mean i <sighs> And it's hard to explain sometimes. Like, I just don't sometimes. I I felt, prior to the last two weeks, I felt like I could just talk about this stuff, even at the most random, Of moments and most you know just small talk conversation you know kind of thing like this is what's on my mind and you know at work or with friends you know it's um you know just one of those things where like there's nothing to do or say so you just talk about what you're thinking and so I would do that but I've noticed in the past two weeks I've been pretty quiet and I just I think it's time for people to actually start paying attention to what they believe in. And then after that, it's going to be having integrity in what they believe in. And then after that, it's going to be a test. Because you don't get something for nothing. There is a spiritual exchange that happens when an individual decides, makes a decision, and comes to a new realization. The universe, the higher power, God, if you will, will say, let's make sure that that's that, that you actually believe this, or that um, let's make sure that this is, you, you mean what you say, you mean what you think, you know? And I have had heard recent experiences where something is going one way for a person they feel like they have these convictions and then all of a sudden they're being tested. Uh, This happened with a friend and his level of patience and he's coming into this understanding that patience actually has a very valuable benefit not only to the people that he shares patience with But to himself, because when an individual is patient, they're not aggravated, they're not, um, you know, upset, they're not, uh, frustrated, you know? And those are the kind of emotions that we don't want to harbor within ourselves. So, I feel like I derailed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um... My goodness, Ugh, it's just so much. Uh, I could stop this and then go back and listen to the pop. but I'm not. Um, I- I'm I'm of the thought that, you know, if something is left unsaid, it's left unsaid for a reason. So take everything I said and kind of make it re- relatable. Uh, and, and that's what it should be. You know, um, I just uh, feel like I ended up on this continent for a reason. I I believe in reincarnation, I've said that before, I may not believe in it. I mean, I think I believe in it to a degree that most people who believe in reincarnation do traditionally, but I feel like I, I believe in it also in a more esoteric and quantum way. Um, and I do believe that I've spent a lot of time On this continent, um, over the last few lives, and specifically in this area, Um, but I think I needed to have myself rooted here for a few lives in order to follow through with what I was, what I was, what I am intended to do, and um, and and what I am intended to do is just to remain a positive source of energy for those around me and by those around me I am not only speaking about humans I'm speaking about the animal life and the plant life and the environment because it's all living and um that's something for another day of course but anyways okay so um I was kinda <laughs> kinda went a little bit longer than I thought I, I hope I covered everything that I I intended to I think There's enough information and shared thought for people, for you all to pick what resonates with you, because not all of it will. Again, some of us were raised with attachments to things, and I did touch on politics, I touched on uh, geopolitics, and I touched on spirituality and religion. And everybody has their own set course of beliefs, and that is great, and that's fine. As long as you have faith in something and as long as that faith is positive (laughs) and not destructive um, then that's great you know i i i encourage people to believe the way that they do as long as they believe selflessly and with integrity So with that being said, (laughs) we are now going to get into our astrological conversation of the upcoming Mercury Retrograde, which will be mostly a review and then just a few final thoughts on the passing of our solar eclipse and our new moon. Get ready. great people so now let's go into the astrological part of this conversation and um, really when it comes to this aspect it's it's kind of more or less a review we've had the podcasts where we touch on the new moon we've touched on eclipses and we've touched on um astrological events uh, like planetary retrogrades so just to kind of envelop this real quickly um, it all has to do with understanding the energetic influence that these planetary bodies these galactic bodies have on us as Ascended sentient human beings, okay, as energetic beings, because at the core, we are made. Of, we are. Just think about it. We are just a mass of atoms and molecules that have been so tightly compacted that we can actually feel physical. Okay, so the denser the atom and molecule, the denser, the matter, right? Um, and if you were to take all of that and go subatomic, you would just have energy, frequency, and vibration. So that is why when someone takes the general statement and says, we are all connected, they're That statement can be taken very literally because if I am just a compacted amount of molecules and atoms and whatnot and the air that I breathe is the same thing but just not as compacted then I mean wouldn't that stand to show or be an example of how I'm already connected to the air and then therefore I'm connected to a table, a tree, a rock, an animal, a plant, and you. (laughs) So now let's expand on that. And let's start to consider that not only are we connected to each other, but all living forms of energy. And then you take that and you expand it to the idea of the planet because the planet is alive it is energy um i think the human resonance is qualifying if you want to look at something as a um qualifier <laughs> um as an example of of i mean it's it's it it has its own vibrational um radiance so and that is energy um So when we look at the moon and the sun and other planetary bodies in our solar system, all we're doing is we're taking the study that all of the people before us have done. and Because Lord knows, like, I wouldn't even know where to begin to figure out that Mercury is dealing with communication, travel, technology, and contracts, okay? Someone else did the legwork already. I'm just interpreting and trying to make it relatable so that way we have a better understanding. Um, Now Mercury retrograde. Every planet has a retrograde with our Earth. All that means is that it's the time period when our planets cross paths, okay? And mercury happens more frequently because it's closer to us so you have mercury going it's a three-week period that it crosses with us and it happens generally three times a year I think maybe on an off year which I don't think really happens I had to go back and do some research on that but um it happens about three times a year and so for those like 21 to 25 days, you know, we have the influence of this planet, like, directly positioning itself to us. So, oh, whereas like you may have something like Jupiter or Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, or even Pluto taking 80 days, 180 days, 120 days, you know, 340 days, like, so it's, it, that is, so their influence it's gonna be one of those things where like even though their influence is more it stretches a longer amount of linear time um because of their distance I don't believe that they the um, the impact or effect of their influence is felt as greatly um so people tend to fear Mercury retrograde. I personally have learned as of like a year ago, I think within last year, something just hit me and I was just like, oh my god, I love Mercury retrograde. Like, I am so grateful for this period of time, three times a year, that this retrograde occurs. And the reason why I have that gratitude is because I have an understanding of how the influence affects me and therefore I can now respond to anything that its influence may bring to me. It has made me understand patience. Compassionate patience at that. Um, Because really when we talk about it That is what we have to exemplify to really kind of get us through that period of time. Um, And it sounds like I was going to go into Mercury retrograde at the onset, but I actually wanted to talk about the new moon and the solar eclipse first, as they are the ones that have just passed. Um, We are now in the new moon cycle and uh, we are working now back to the full moon so the whole beginning part was just to make relatable the topic of energetic influence from planetary um orbits or other bodies and that is because we're really all connected um so if the moon influences the tides and the water of this planet it's going to influence us and that is why it is important so astrologers and people who have gone into more of a metaphysical and esoteric study have come to figure out that the new moon and the full moon each represent a cycle of energy that we if we understand it we can utilize that information and the influence of the energy to help us make certain progressions, make certain decisions, you know, um, to help things become or uh, fall into place more fluidly because if we really pay attention to the influence of the energy as it comes to our planet and, and we're aware on how to respond and what to do, then it kind of lays everything out for us. So the new moon represents... The end of a phase of things, but actually the beginning. So I said in the past, like when we are in the full moon energetic influence, I will meditate and and I, I think was it mantras or just however it works for you praying, you know, for something to be removed from my existence. And the reason is because as the full moon becomes the new moon and the light goes to dark from a symbolic metaphorical quantum standpoint, the energy is pulling away. It's It's drying out. So I believe it was towards the end of last year where I declared during a full moon cycle that I would like, I I requested, I prayed, I thought and meditated that I wanted to have the emotions of guilt and shame removed from my life that is what i saw so as the moon went from full to new i had faith that my prayers would start to work in that direction um that doesn't mean that I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, you know, I don't feel guilty about anything. I don't fear, feel fearful about anything. I don't feel shameful about anything. No, quite the contrary. What happened over the next, like, six to nine months were things that made me stop. At circumstances, events, engagements with people, with th- with places, you know, just whatever, that made me stop to address if I was feeling gonna feel guilt, fear, or shame over whatever it was, you know, and um, it wasn't until the first quarter of this year, I think it was probably around February or March, where I realized like that's what was going on, and when I realized that's what was going on, and I realized that I had I had pretty much done my best because that's all we can do. as long as you're doing your best, you can't really be wrong, you know? Um, It can't be considered a failure because even if something doesn't come to its completion or a, a mark is missed, as long as you're doing your best, the intent is there. And in trying, that kind of becomes the contract with the universe or God or whatever you might believe in that says, hey, look, this person had the intent to do something. And even though they may have missed the mark, it was faith through works and actions. It was shown, okay? They made the attempt, the att- intent was there. So um, whatever happened between in those six to nine months that had the potential to make me feel guilt, fear, or shame the way that I was raised to feel guilt, fear, and shame, um, which that's not a hit at my parents. That is a hit at the way life has been designed for everybody. Um, and I realized that some of those circumstances, I kind of, I kind of came out like a boss. And then I realized that that's why all of those circumstances had happened even after I had meditated about it. It kind of just went away, you know? I, um, I can't necessarily say I feel guilty, shameful, or fearful of things presently. I am aware that those emotions have the potential to exist. However, I do not acknowledge them. I'm aware that something may happen down the road that has the potential to draw a person into those emotions. But I don't acknowledge that that experience or situation has the power, it can happen. And therefore I take the power from it. And I know a lot of people don't have a full understanding of this train of thought in this way of thought but thoughts are very powerful. I recently sat with a friend and after talking with this person I couldn't help but notice that everything that was coming out audibly had a negative attachment to it so this friend was trying to be optimistic, but there was a but, or there was an if, you know? And that leaves too much room and allowance for that energy to come in that may... Set, that's potential, okay? It's, that, that is what potential is. You're allowing, by thinking this could happen, You know, I'm saying there's the potential for guilt, fear, or shame to come in, but I am not gonna declare what the experience could be. You know, because as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to encounter my experiences and engage with people honestly, with integrity, and at at my best ability. And as long as I am doing that, the potential for it to slide back does not exist um that's why i kind of said earlier about honesty right like that's where it's all going towards um so where was i oh so the new moon and um so i asked for guilt fear and shame to leave and then of course you know so by the time that that concentrated thought idea prayer meditation was invoked between the new moon and the full moon the energy would draw it out that's the influence of the new the the full moon energy so that would be what i mean when i say it represents you know um an end of a phase but really it's the beginning energy. So then you take the new moon energy and you flip that with the idea of, the exact idea of the full moon. And now you want to pray, you want to meditate, you want to do your mantras, you want to do your thoughtful intent to bring something into your life. And as the new moon goes from dark to light, it, in, it lightens up, it draws in the light, so it draws in the influence of what you want, of that intent. So, um... And I will tell you right now, like, the intent that I had for this new moon, because it was coupled with an eclipse, was to bring discernment, awareness, and patience to myself, to those closest to me, and to everybody on the frickin' planet. (laughs) Like, I am doing this for everybody, um, because we need it right now. And I believe that I have a substantial energetic influence, and um, I feel right asking for that. So that is part of and oh I also asked for security and abundance and prosperity which you know that all that's that's a given right um i think when people have those things just like we talked about in our discussion with the constitution there's no room for fear, fear guilt or shame um because then we can be charitable compassionate you know and have integrity and honest you know we don't have to lie for things um that same friend even said to me like, tell a little white lie. And I was just like, oh, like it's, it's, it was so funny that she said that because I have been, I'm gonna use the word struggle, but that's for lack of a better word. I, okay, no, I have been aware of when I utilize a lie. Okay, and it has greatly changed from when I was younger to now. Um, excuse me, that's <laughs> totally rude. Um, usually if I tell a lie now, it's definitely not something that affects another individual directly, detrimentally, maliciously, malevolently, it's usually something that I kind of, um rationalize so i'm not saying that's right because there's no integrity in a lie and but i think the fact that that was brought up in conversation without this individual knowing that that's something that i've been thinking about like probably for the past six months um not that i hadn't thought about the idea of of not lying but just like where it's become at the focus you know um, I I believe that means something and I mean when I get myself to the point where I don't have to lie because really like now that I think about it lying is generally spurned on by fear or insecurity right so if I've worked on the fear and having that removed and With this new moon, I'm drawing in the security and prosperity and stuff like that. Um, what? I had another full moon meditation and I had requested three other things to be removed and I can't quite put my finger on it right now because I wasn't planning to go this deep into it, but um, we're in it. So, anyways, um, I was just supposed to be giving a review of the influences, but I'm giving you examples and how it relates now, I guess. So, how I've utilized it. So, um, that's the idea of the new moon. It's a new beginning. It heralds in that energy to help the sentient being focus and intent for something. And I have to go back to the idea, to the fact that... The intent has to be selfless. The minute a person's intent becomes an intent for personal gain to the de- gain to the detriment of another individual, in any light, you know, with, I mean, you can't rationalize this. You have to know where your heart is when you set forth an intent, where it really is, and if you're setting forth intent without really paying attention to how it works, that's also another way that there is the potential for that energy and influence to not work or to not work appropriately. Um, Anyways, so yeah, so that coupled with where we are in our solar system, as far as other planets and stars are concerned. Um, this new moon also brings in, um, a good time to, uh, try and look for new ways to make progress. So maybe not, like, go about it the same routine or same complacent way, um, it's it's a good time for fresh starts, for goals, um, and in that, um, it's also a good time to like start thinking about old habits and behaviors, you know, uh, because we need to bring in something that will counteract those... I guess uh, characteristics or things in our lives that maybe we don't want there, or maybe that we just we need them there, but we need to find a way to refocus it and make it more appropriate for where we are at at whatever given moment in our lives, and um, the stars and, and the you know uh, other planetary you know, influences that are going on during this new moon to my understanding um, also have the potential to bring forth, you know, good health um, to bring forth riches um, to bring forth um, moments and experiences with friends and family that are really quality Um, and that people who are working in the fields of art and science have a very good opportunity to flourish or to benefit from this energy. Um, Now take all of that and put the power of the sun behind it and um, that magnifies, amplifies, it really makes that influence, that energy, stronger for the moon. Because the moon parked itself right in front of the sun. And parked itself right in front of the sun between us and the sun. So I almost see it like um, like if it was... I mean it couldn't be a full moon obviously because that would be on the other side of the earth. Um, it's almost like a supercharged like beam of laser energy going think about like the moon just like the sun's energy is coming to us and then you have the moon between us and the sun and the moon has this influence and then it's just being supercharged by the sun on its back okay and then that just beams down onto the planet, right? That's usually why there are Earth activities when there's a solar eclipse. And, uh ha there was an earthquake today in California. And so, um... And I'm surprised it was there. I was thinking it would happen in the Southern Hemisphere, but you know what? I mean, you just never know. Um, our planet talks to itself. And the energy fluctuates in ways that, you know... It fluctuates in ways and in places where it needs to go. So, um... Now let's tie all of this into Mercury Retrograde, okay? Because Mercury Retrograde is really, on the whole, a period about reviewing, about reassessing, and about planning. So we just said with this new moon influence and and with all of the other planetarians and and star-like influence, Around us, that it's a good time to start, um, like searching for new ways to, to to make progress and things, and it's a good time to for it to set goals and for, you know fresh start and all this other stuff. Like it's it's perfect because you can have an intent for what you want to do. And because of that solar eclipse, it's going to be amplified. But now, now we're given a grace period with this Mercury retrograde to plan it out. Okay, so let's talk about the four pillars of Mercury retrograde. And it's really the fourth one that correlates with the information that I got regarding the new moon. So at the onset of this particular segment, I was going on about um, patience and compassion and tolerance. I don't think I use the word tolerance, but I'm using it now in regards to what Mercury retrograde can teach us. Um, So the four and the reason why is because I think because of the first three. The first three pillars of Mercury retrograde are communication, travel, and technology. So right there at the onset, those are three things that completely surround the human race. They completely surround and they, they are our daily life. We have to communicate with other humans. We have to utilize as a tool, the instrument of technology to function nowadays, and we obviously have to travel, even if it's something as far as going to the store, going to work, or traveling abroad. Okay, so being aware that Mercury has a heavy hand in those three aspects of our lives because those three things directly engage us every day. Now we are aware that we need to take a deep breath, take a step back, and then move forward. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is if on a normal, any normal given day, you actually have to go through this by way of example, you're traveling to work and you know that this period of the day will bring on traffic or congestion on the road, then you should be aware that in Mercury retrograde, there's a stronger probability that it might be worse, because now you have communication also playing into it. That could be things like people cutting each other off, or not using their signal, or road rage, you know. um, Things that I personally don't have to deal with because I don't drive, what I have to deal with is a schedule usually, because I'm on the public transportation, and that could be a factor of things, you know? So if I'm going to take a bus that I know has the potential to run late, then I'm either going to plan to take the bus ahead of it, or to gear my thought process into being okay with catching a late bus. Because ultimately this comes down to how it's going to affect us emotionally and mentally. And we can allow these things to give us anguish or to give us um, frustration. Or we can say, you know what, I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen, so that's okay. That's okay. I'm not cooking dinner tonight. I'm having a frozen pizza. So if I get home an hour late, you know what? I'm not cooking two hour I'm not eating two hours later. You know, that's just I'm just being, you know, completely random and <laughs> um but I I mean I hope you're understanding where I'm going with this, right? It's Becoming aware of these influences, so that way not only do we stabilize ourselves, but in stabilizing ourselves that energy is going to translate to the people around you and if for example One time I was crossing the street and this lady was in such a hurry that she took a turn in her vehicle while I was in the crosswalk and if I hadn't gauged the speed, the rate of speed that she was going at and started to slow down my walk, she would have hit the right side of my body. And for whatever reason, something was going on because as soon as she took that turn, I saw her face turn white as a ghost. Like she wasn't even cognizant that I was in the crosswalk. And so something was going on, maybe her phone went on the fritz, maybe she had an argument or something happened at work, something with family, whatever it may have been. You know, but I didn't yell at her, I didn't kick her car, I didn't cuss her out. I kind of just like smiled at her, and I knew already that she was feeling something for her, I'm going to say her negligence. But I know, I've heard and I've been aware that other humans have a way of reacting to certain things like that and they take it personal. But you know what, we're all going through this. I mean if I had gotten hit by the car like I would have taken it personal, but I already know based on her reaction to her actions that she would have felt totally guilty and totally um, upset about being that unaware. And so I'm not going to hold this to an individual. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using this as an example. So, I mean, and there are going to be levels of this and it's going to probably figure around where you are as an individual, you know? I can say however you normally handle yourself when you're on the highway or when you're communicating with somebody at work, if you're just not aware that that person now has the ability to be strongly influenced in the same way, then you guys are going to be bumping your heads against each other. And it really, it's going to take you to be aware that this is what's going on. So you can be the one to take the step back, take the deep breath, and make sure that whatever engagement or experience doesn't escalate further than it has to. And that, my friends, is being compassionate because you're making the choice to put someone's feelings and well-being ahead of yours while maintaining your emotions and well-being because if you can do that you have already reached a level of awareness where you can handle it okay now you just have to get through those three weeks (laughs) three and a half weeks um and it's not a bad thing when you think about it like it really is a time for planning reviewing and for um just reassessing everything like this, and I've said it before, Like this three and a half weeks, I would love to make it a national holiday or I would love to make it a day where like people are just aware that um, like in the working field, like things need to slow down. This would be the time I think that it would be appropriate for like businesses and companies to do retreats where they can plan their business for the upcoming, uh, you know, um quarter, or the upcoming half year, or, the upcoming, or even up the coming, upcoming year if you're at the Mercury Retrograde at the end of the year, you know? Because that is when you can roundtable and assess everything that has gone on during the year, and then plan to try and make new things better, uh, to make things better, or to, to make new strategies. Now, you don't want to implement them during Mercury Retrograde, and that is where we come to the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar is contracts. New contracts to be specific. You do not want to start anything new during this period. Because we have the influence of communication, technology, and travel which are three things that we engage with every day. There is a strong potential for something to be overlooked. So you don't want to buy a house. You want to plan. You want to strategize. And then as soon as Mercury goes, um, goes forward, as soon as it be, it, you know, I forgot the astrological term, but anyways, direct. As soon as Mercury goes direct, then you want to act upon those plans. Um, you don't want to start a new job. You know, because you may miss something in the contract, you may miss something in the paperwork that may be detrimental, you may overlook something. Um, it's just, it, and it's not to be afraid if these experiences come into your life during, where you have to do this. Start a new venture, start buy a new car, get a new house, get a new apartment, All it's saying is that because the potential is there for something to be overlooked you want to look at everything with a fine tooth comb probably like three or four times. You know, until you feel certain and secure that what you're agreeing to is everything that is going to come to its fulfillment and transpire by the time Mercury goes direct. Because it's usually not till Mercury goes direct that an individual realized that something was overlooked because now everything's going full steam. Um, And so, in a nutshell, those are the four pillars. You have communication. Just be aware that we are all going through things. You know, reread text messages. Don't read a text message and assume the context of it because we cannot necessarily know a tone or an attitude. I mean, we may have that figured out for some of our closest friends and family members, but on the whole, you really can't tell what a person is intending in a text message if you don't have their tone of voice or their facial expressions or or the energy that you may get from being in the capacity of that person to tell you, you know, Are they being sarcastic? Are they being sardonic? Are they being sincere? Um, So if your initial reaction, I'm gonna say reaction, to a text message during this period is to become upset or hurt, just try to set it aside before you open your mouth or before you respond because there's a good chance because of the influence of the retrograde that you may have perceived it incorrectly. So communication. Same thing for emails, for working with people at work. You know, it's verbal communication. It's, it's, it's written communication. Those are probably the, the two focal points at this moment. You know, as far as like the energetic and, and physical communication is concerned, that is coming. It's it's the physical communication is, I think it's already starting to show its face, the way that we physically communicate with each other. Um, but it's the emotional and energetic communication that is going to be, I think, probably one of the final things to come for us to embrace in order to get a well-rounded idea of how we have such a great potential to be so harmonious with each other in, in our existence. Um, technology technology is not the savior it is a tool it shouldn't be given more props than what it really is um and on that note it has the potential to not work or to do something haywire on the fritz glitch um So, again, be patient, have a backup plan if you're in, I know this is going to sound funny, but if you're in retail and you use credit cards, have a 1980s credit card reader on hand just in case your computer should go down. That's just a generic example. Be, really, your preparedness is in being aware that there's a potential for something to happen so that way when it does happen, instead of meeting and engaging that experience with angst and frustration, you can take a deep breath and you can clearly think on how to rectify the situation at that time. All we're doing is trying to be, make ourselves aware in order to avert any kind of crises. Um, travel, and we touched on travel, you know. If you're, I mean, I think it's it's mainly going to be going to work and whatnot for people. Um, but if you're an individual who does travel, like travel for work, or, or you're a jet setter or a vac- vacationer, um, there's the potential there. You know, just be aware. You know, they say take a full two hours to get to the airport. Don't be the person who goes in 45 minutes during Mercury retrograde because <laughs> you just never know. Okay, um, just be Play it smart, be aware, you know, of, of, of what's going on. Um, weather can factor into traveling, so be aware of the weather. Um, and really, this isn't like, this isn't asking a lot. I feel like at some points over the years, I've heard people be like, well, how am I going to keep all this in my mind? Well, you know what, you do it every day. It's just for these three week, three and a half weeks, three times out of the year, You just need to be aware that there is a potential for an opportunity to be more patient. (laughs) I was like, how can I phrase this? (laughs) Um, And really it is an opportunity. And let me tell you, it's a good teaching tool for patients. um, for, For taking deep breaths, for being compassionate and understanding with with other people. Um, I guarantee they will see it if it's something that you haven't exemplified before. Um, And I guarantee you that they will feel it and that it will mean something. And then the next thing you know, they will offer that same patience and compassion and empathy that you have. Even if they don't know why or where it came from, it doesn't matter. The point is that you didn't encourage or add to a state of being that is detrimental to them. And on a spiritual level, that means a lot. So, you know, go out there and, and, and be aware, be a warrior for this. Um And of course the last thing is contracts, just new contracts. You don't want to start new things, no new endeavors. You can plan them, you can talk about them, just do not initiate them. And if you have to, just be very aware of all the fine details. And um, really just use this time to just review how the last three to six months have gone for you. Maybe there's something right now the energy is there for you to actually think about those things and to have it come more fluidly to you, and you'll start to recognize where you can do things better um, where um where I mean, just assess and, and 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 make things cultivate things in a more fluid way for yourself. That is what all of this is about the influence of the energies and um as we are all connected and, and as, as these people have done their studies in the past, astrologers, astronomers, and they've learned what all of these things represent symbolically and metaphorically and, and how they can correlate to us on an emotional and spiritual and mental level, um, quantumly speaking, all of that's tied in that way. Um, we just, we, we learn, we, we need to learn to, to, to utilize it. It's a t- it's informational tool for us, and um, I think I think that's it. <laughs> All right, you guys. All righty, everybody. I really, really. Had a great time speaking tonight about all of these topics. Um, obviously, I've gotten a little bit better with the Mercury retrograde and the full moon, new moon uh, energy explanations. I feel like it's more integrated now, and I feel like I'm able to bring it to you in a more relatable way. Uh, and that's really what I've been working towards since season one when I was completely reading off of a script <laughs> and um, too scared, too fearful to um, to just speak from my heart and uh, even though without a script and sometimes without an outline uh, things get overlooked, I th- I believe that everything that needs to be said is said and everything that didn't get said come eventually or it'll come the next go around and um so that's where we are with that and then as far as our conversation on um the energy of our planet and our and our the country our country of america the country of the united states for those who may hear this outside of um of, of the us because i just found out that i do have listeners in sweden um i didn't ...wrap back around to mentioning uh, where humanity would take the next step. And I, I believe that is going to be somewhere on the continent of Africa. Um, yes, there are places in Africa, like Egypt, that have a very saturated history when it comes to human activity. But, for the most part, the continent is untouched. Like North America and South America would have been to Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, in comparison. So I really feel like that's gonna be the new frontier. I I truly believe every area of this planet that has humanity, or even doesn't, is going to flourish and become prosperous. But I just... because there is no... Um, there's not a saturation of heavy energy for that area of the planet to purge. It's gonna be so clean and crisp. We may find crystals there that are going to help us heal and teleport and do a number of other things that past civilizations have been able to do and um, had discovered how to do it. So, and that's a conversation for another day. And um, I'll just leave you with that little nugget, that little morsel. Um, anyways, um, thank you for your listening ears, your light hearts and your open minds. Uh, again, I, I, I'm so grateful to be able to um, express myself and to be in a place where I can do that. Without guilt, fear, or shame. Until next time. Love, peace, joy, compassion, patience, mercy, harmony, abundance, gratitude, empathy, discernment, faith. It is in you. It is in me. It is in us now.